0: Welcome back to the 4th Way Podcast. This is our final episode, at least as far as I've planned, in our discussion of abortion. Today we are going to look at probably the most contentious area, um, the hardest for, for a lot of pro-life, uh, anti-abortion Christians to deal with, and that is the issue of ectopic pregnancies. Uh, we did discuss this a bit, we, uh, more of the, the moral aspect of this, in uh, our consequentialism episodes. I think it was 8 or 9, uh, episode 9 probably, um, which I'll, I'll try to link below. Uh, and we, we discussed the, the moral issue in detail there. In this episode, we'll reha- rehash some of the moral arguments, but we're going to spend more of our time uh, actually... Um, expounding on the situation of ectopic pregnancies. So what are ectopic pregnancies? They are generally when the embryo is, is stuck in the fallopian tube uh, or the ovaries or the upper uterus, someplace where it's not supposed to be. And especially if it's in the fallopian tube or ovaries, this can be life-threatening for the mother. If it causes the fallopian tube to rupture, you can have hemorrhages, and, and especially like my wife has uh, anemia, and so if you're prone to bleeding, then hemorrhages can be extremely life-threatening, even more so than, than normal. So the case, most Christians think aborting ectopic pregnancies is okay, and that's a problem um, that the pro-abortion side latches onto to because you know, Christians go around telling everybody, you know, don't, don't abort. Don't abort in cases of rape. Don't abort in uh, cases of, you know, if there's a mother in a third world a country, or a developing country, sorry, where they can't put food on the table, it still is just not the right thing to do to abort a kid. But, you know, because Christians in the West won't ever get into any of those obscure situations that are, are results in developing worlds... We can criticize all of those other people for aborting in difficult situations um, yet when we get into a difficult situation that could befall anybody including those of us protected in uh, the wealthy uh, well protected west, you know well then it's justified to abort uh, in this regard, and we defend it by uh, by bringing up the the idea of Uh, the principle of double effect. Where, well, if two people are going to die, then it's better that only one dies. And while it is better, the end is better if only one dies, Um, the problem we have here is that it's not the end that we have to question, it's the means. Okay, only two die, I'm sorry, if only one dies, that's great, but how are you going to ensure that only one dies? And if you have to ensure that by killing another, then that's a problem. One of the examples we looked at in in our consequentialist episode was uh, the uh, the example of you've got a guy at the bottom of the list for a heart transplant and the guy at the bottom of the list for a liver transplant. They're both doomed. They're both going to die. You know, Can you go out and kill the guy at the bottom of the liver transplant list so that he can give his heart to the guy at the bottom of the heart transplant list? Instead of both dying, you kill one to save the other. And we'd say, no, because that's murder. You can't use murder to bring about some good. And that's what you do in ectopic pregnancies. Um, so the double effect just doesn't hold. Now, I I, I forgot to um, to caveat all this at the beginning, like I did in uh, the Consequentialist episode, but I I don't at all want this to come across... As, as judgmental. We know people who've had ectopic pregnancies uh, and have aborted. We ourselves have thought we've been in that situation fairly recently after after thinking about this issue. Um, and we empathize. We know that it's really hard. And I don't want to minimize how difficult that is. And um, the goal here isn't to, to bring forth condemnation, but it's to, to say, hey, Christians, if we really believe this stuff, what are the implications for our lives? Um, what sacrifice might that mean we make? And while I can understand people not making that sacrifice, we're not here to discuss how hard something is or um, all that. We're here to discuss what's right, what's wrong, um, and how can we be consistent if we're going to hold to this logical position. Um we can we can show grace to people who deal with this and and choose abortion. Um, we we should show love, all of that. But um, right now we're just talking about the the case. So hopefully I don't come across as uh, as if this is just an easy thing to do and something that uh, if you've if you've done this in the past, if you've aborted an ectopic pregnancy, that you're you're wicked. That's not that's not the point at all. The point is, life is hard. God has given us his, his moral decree. And we try, as Christians, to live out that decree in holiness. And where we don't, God is gracious, and the community of believers should be too. And we can work through this together, whether it's a future issue of an ectopic pregnancy or whether it's guilt from, from a past one. Um, this is not meant to be a hopeless podcast that uh, dams but rather one that that encourages us to all live live uh, holy and pleasing lives in community so with that in mind let's uh, let's dig in a little bit more when we're inconsistent when we bring up this uh, this double effect idea where we're willing to take on killing another person in order to bring about better results um, that leads to lots of logical inconsistencies and other scenarios which again you can go back to the last season to to hear more about that um but it's just great fodder for atheists who recognize our hypocrisy or for um pro-abortion advocates they recognize our hypocrisy here right we don't call abortion and ectopic pregnancies abortion we change the language in circumstances that we think are legitimate killing and that right there is a, a big tell to me too we uh we neuter the language, make it less abrasive, and we would not recognize the legitimacy of abortion in cases where the mother's life is at extreme risk, or in in developing countries with starvation. Yet, yet we're gonna change the language for our convenience. So here's why I disagree with that morally. It misuses the double effect, since the means are killing. Right, the means can't be evil and still be a double effect. Second, the you know the good examples of the double effect that we can give like um chemotherapy if a mother takes chemotherapy it likely will kill the child but its intent is not to kill the child whereas in uh in most ectopic pregnancies the way that you get rid of that is you take a pill that is specifically intended to kill the kid um and, and in my opinion or I think fairly clearly the uh Killing a kid in ectopic pregnancy is a lot more like our our example in in Second Kings that I gave in the, the previous season, where or or the um, the killing at the bottom of the the transplant list. You know the king's example where one mother, uh, two neighbor mothers agree to kill their children one one day and then they'll eat them, and another the next day and then they'll eat them in order to save their families from starvation because they're being besieged. We would say that's terrible, that you would murder in order to preserve your family. You would murder your own kid and eat him in order to preserve a family. That's a problem. We just can't do that. So while, while faithfulness might often lead to harmful results, there may be more hope in this situation. So to be faithful in an ectopic pregnancy, most people would say is to re- resign yourself to death. Um, and we know that that uh, killing in an ectopic pregnancy is not the right thing to do. It's not the moral thing to do. Um, so people would throw their hands up and say, well, fine, then you're just going to let both people die? That's ridiculous. And while the ends don't justify the means, and so there are times when more people die when you do the right thing, um, I, I've i come to discover that that I think the ectopic situation is not... Uh, portrayed to us in in the appropriate way and i'll link some sources down below but there are ectopic pregnancies a a good number which terminate on their own there are many ectopic pregnancies which are misdiagnosed Uh, you can you can just look up stories of misdiagnosed ectopic pregnancies and find plenty there are times when the fetus actually dislodges and uh, moves to a habitable place. There was a successful transplant of an ectopic pregnancy which occurred as early as 1915. Um, You know, it it has to be done very early on and caught very early on, so this isn't something that's likely viable for, who knows, like 90-95% of people probably wouldn't be able to use this. Especially, I know in the States, you only go in at like eight weeks, I think, for your first eight to ten weeks for your first checkup, and you'd have to start getting checked up earlier than this. But, you know, if if more Christians were refusing to abort their children uh, in ectopic pregnancies, and if more Christians would say, hey, in case there's an ectopic pregnancy, we need to make sure we get earlier ultrasounds, if we tried to advance the uh the medical field here so that we did value even kids in ectopic pregnancies i bet we could we could increase that number if they could do it in 1915 they could transplant surely they could do it today um but we'd have to insist on that uh even more than this not all ectopic pregnancies carry the same risks if an ectopic pregnancy is called ectopic because it's in the upper uterus versus one in the ovaries there's very different risks um, we also know that though ectopic pregnancies can lead to death, they rarely do if a mother is monitored very closely. Now, that could be problematic if a mother has a job, and you know, as, as she gets up in, in weeks in her ectopic pregnancy, if she has to be in the hospital monitored and the cost of all that, sure, there are some big hurdles to this sort of thing. And I'm sure there are big hurdles depending on what part of the world you live in and what, what resources you have. So I'm not saying that this is this is all easy stuff, but we know um, that we can monitor mothers and have a good a largely good outcome. And the more mothers we started monitoring with modern day medicine instead of just aborting, we'd get even better at this process. In the end, the Christian call. In life is to faithfulness, not to effectiveness. It's uh, we're called to use holy means, not to seek about uh, seek a numbers game and try to figure out the most lives to save. Um, if if the means to save those lives involves evil, we could seek a legitimate double effect. Right? We do, we might have some other options. Uh, so, for instance, if we know that a transplant of an ectopic pregnancy occurred in 1915 but really they can't see much success of a transplant after, like, 40 days. You know, it has to be done uh, the earlier the better. Um, You know, if you're at 90 days, you could still choose to say, look, I know it's probably not going to work, but I'm not just going to go kill the kid. I know it's going to involve surgery, but that's okay. I want you to try to transplant it. Now, that's a legitimate double effect. You are trying to save the life of the kid, who will probably die as a result of a surgery that happens too late, but instead of killing as a means to save uh, to save one life, you are likely losing one life while trying to save both, and that's that's something that's very different. When we do it the way that we currently do it, which is to abort, the world sees our hypocrisy that we are willing to protect ourselves in in uh, in situations that are inconvenient and difficult for us. You know, the one good thing about this, the way that we are hypocritical right now, is that um, it really should give us empathy for people in difficult situations, for the mother in the developing world, or for the, um, the mother in the ghetto who doesn't know where her next meal is coming from, um, or a mother who has serious health risks. It should give us empathy. Um, it it shouldn't be this condemning thing where we hate ourselves because our Christian community has been um, doing it wrong for, for a while. But instead it should be something where we say, look, life is hard and we mess up here because we... we. This is one of the few areas of life where life can be hard for us and we have to be called to have integrity. And if I can recognize that it's hard for us and... and um, if we can forgive, if we can ask for forgiveness for that, and you know, then then I think this is a a great thing for us to to be able to be humbled, and uh, to walk in in solidarity and humility and uh, and love with people who do abort because we do it too. That's all for now. So peace, because I'm a pacifist. When I say it, I mean it.